this needs to be super more close yeah, to the face. That's all right. But can I like lift it? I need a better like arm to be honest with you. We all need better arms. <laughs> um, when when we have budget, we will. I'll buy myself some new arms. Robot arms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the best right. kind. It's so sad. A guy came in with um, he. he in co-op, he's a regular. He has no feet or arms. Oh, man. And, but the other day, he came in, and he had genuine robot arms, and they were, like, grasping things. That's awesome. And had, like, you know, fingers that are, like... Because he used to come in with just, like, hooks. Oh, man. Um, that must like, be such faster. a change. Yeah. How awesome. And it looks so fucking cool. Oh, that's really also, cool. his son is so good-looking. <laughs> um, like, that is, like... He used to work at co-op, his son. And that is a muscular, dashing man. People are going to think you're bi. I'm not, though. <laughs> but he is good looking. Oh, how you wish. <laughs> you can appreciate, like, if you're straight, you can still appreciate, like, oh, yeah. a man who tries to look good. No, no, I'm just, it's just, yeah, you're saying, how dashing he is. Yeah, so dashing. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, you can appreciate any kind of body. And you can say, that's a specimen. Yeah. That's yeah. what I aspire to be. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He is shorter than me, though, so I don't aspire to... Don't aspire to be shorter. Uh-uh. Hello and welcome to Journey into the Strange. I'm Kaz. And I am Ralph. And today we're going to be talking about chakras. So, to start off, I want to say I feel like I didn't do enough research in this episode because I read one book. But there's so much about chakras. Like there's so many different schools of thought about them, so many different like interpretations and so many different biases. Like a called apparently it's like a massive Buddhism thing, but my book didn't even talk about Buddhism. Really? Um, huh. And so like I reckon we're probably gonna butcher everything today. So I just want to start off by Saying don't listen. <laughs> I will also mirror that. I feel like I did like research. I find our research always divulged quite divulges quite differently, and um, I always end up getting sort of more reference material. And you tend to go down the sort of more path and the origins and where it came from. And sometimes it's reverse, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, this this time I found that I found a lot of information on like what each chakra is and what it does. And the ailment surrounding it, and the colours and everything about it, but then that kind of being the the end of of that, you know, it didn't go any go any deeper, and it didn't dive any deeper into the origins of it. Do you do you have a basic understanding of the origins of it? Yeah, I do actually. So, did you know uh, the word chakra is very originally Sanskrit? I think mm-hmm. yes, um, and it essentially means wheels, and the idea is that all of consciousness, human consciousness, all of the universe is all basically on these like wheels of energy that are like revolving round and round. And um, it was to begin with a very, in the book that I read, which I should actually get my source up. Oh yes, let's um, do our sources before we continue um, because we should definitely make a habit of that. My sources were uh, The Ultimate Guide to Chakras by Athena Perakis. Chakras for Beginning, a Simple Guide to Balancing Your Energy Centers, Press Here by Victor Arcturleta, and The Chakra Book by Osho. And mine was Wheels of Life by Anodina Anodia Judith, PhD. Love how she with a PhD on <laughs> I mean, you got to. It like, gives gravitas to your name. I would if I had a bloody PhD. Doctor. Doctor PhD. Yeah. I'd like to be a doctor PhD. It's never going to happen, but, you know, I'd like that. Uh, so according to mine, uh, chakra essentially comes out of uh, yoga, um, and that's where it was like discovered. And it? it's a like ancient Indian art. Um, See, that's there interesting. There might be different schools of thought on that. I've heard that it a lot of um, traditions, especially Asian traditions, came out with the idea of chakra. And I don't think this sort of origin is ever truly pinned down to one point because a lot of religions seem to dive into this idea of energy centers, which is what the chakras um, kind of translate to be in, in the modern world. Many people know chakras to be an energy center. Which is interesting because it's not 
wrong that we have nerve centers in our body. Mm. Um, that's like scientifically proven, and they tend to be in the same bits of the chakras are, uh, as like a little guy showed me. Yeah, it's something that I've been looking into for a while and thinking about while we've been diving into all these subjects because chakras does come up a lot in research. And uh, and the idea of energy and the idea of being able to um, manipulate energy within yourself in order to achieve an outcome, in order to realign. Um, so chakras actually have um, a origins in Tibetan from Tibetan monks, from Buddhism, and then through uh, Hinduism as well. And Yeah, the book I read was mm, mostly leaning on Hinduism. That makes sense, yeah. I think, depending on what book and what author you follow, there will be a different focus on each of those. Um, however, how we've sort of... All of those sort of blended and merged into the modern world, so we use bits and pieces from all of them in the sort of modern-day chakra understanding. Um, I don't remember which particular, how many chakras assigned to each religion. So some people apparently have seven chakras, some people may have nine, and some people may have more, one more or one less. And it's why so many different traditions have developed around this. So Buddhists talk of nine chakras, Hindus talk of seven, and Tibetans talk of four. And they're all right, because obviously these are traditions that they formed amongst themselves, and now they have all sort of come together and merged in the modern day. So I think, I've, I can't remember which book it was, but I read somewhere that there are up to 108 different chakras. So, um, but obviously I think the ones that we were particularly focusing on were the seven. Yeah, see, my, that's what my book said anyway. It was like, yeah, there could be as many as seven or five to 108 but in my opinion there's seven that really matter and I can really lead you through mm. um, it's yeah. interesting because the one that I um, well let's, should we break down the chakras the seven yeah and then let's um, so have we actually said what chakras are like because I'm no that's true we should probably do that <laughs> go for it go definition for it. of what my book said they were which is chakras are like energy spirals inside the body and as you pass through them and open them it gets you closer to enlightenment, basically, or it makes your life better. I don't know if it gets you closer to enlightenment. No, I think it does. Yeah. I, I've heard both, actually. On the surface level, when looking at sort of very modern books about how to heal and balance chakras, basically, like you said, they are like sort of these whirling disks of energy inside you um, that come in at these seven different energy points that go up and down the spine. And if one is not in alignment, then you can be particularly uh, overzealous in an area or underzealous, you know, all, all these things can kind of become out of line and out of whack, depending on whether your chakras are overactive or underactive. Yes, that's what I got. And um, it's, it's interesting because there's so many different ailments that I was reading that they an overactive chakra could mean so many different things and an underactive one as well. So this is kind of where I become sceptical mm -hmm. in the sense where it's like an overactive chakra can mean this and an underactive chakra can mean this and this and this. And then I start to be like, this starts to sound like Scientology to me. <laughs> in the sense where it's like this undefinable thing that you can't see, you can't measure. And if this is starting to happen, then you have to do these things to put it right. Mm. And then, like, maybe, you know, you could go see someone who specialises in chocolate and give them a little bit of money to, like, go see it right. That's and it. And it's like, well, I mean... Like a Reiki healer. Yeah. Which is a whole other thing that I want to get into at another time, and because I'm liking the I idea of this. I to be like, well, but how is this different from putting your hands on a scale that tells you how stressed... You know what I mean? I'm like, it's so undefinable mm. about why these things like are you, uh, is my like self-hatred really because my third chakra is low and closed or is it because I had an abusive father who mm. made every like day of my life a living hell like and I don't know if doing certain yoga exercises <laughs> is necessarily going to change that yeah I do I do agree that obviously you can assign a lot of meaning to something that that doesn't necessarily even exist if you don't believe that it exists um, however, I think it is probably, again, like we've had so many of the episodes so far, they've been like a tool in order to sort of explore something about yourself, um, that may or may not 
um, give you an outside view or an outside opinion on what you could potentially change about yourself mm. or particular habits or particular practices that you do that you don't necessarily think are healthy and you want to change about yourself? That was something I really came across while reading the book. I was like, my third chakra, if that's, if it's a thing, is definitely fucking closed. <laughs> because like the third one is like self-confidence. Ah. Um, so self-motivation. Should, <laughs> should we um, go through the chakras yeah. um, from... So from head well actually I, I, most of the books that I looked at started from the bottom and go upwards to the top yeah um, most of them started at the bottom of the spine and then went up yes exactly so we have the root chakra in my book that was like the earth chakra yes like, and grounds that- you to the planet um, so on that's it and it um, makes you feel grounded it's your kind of foundation y- your safety so in the book that i was reading actually there were two more um on top of this list i'll say the list first though so we have our root chakra which is at the very base of your spine and sort of around the pelvis and genital area then there's the sacrum chakra which is about three inches above that um then there is your solar plexus, which is sort of in the middle, just below your heart. You have the heart chakra, which is above that. You're traveling vertically upwards. You have your throat chakra, your third eye chakra, which is located in uh, between your two eyes. And then the crown chakra, which is hovering above your head, which I always thought was interesting because obviously we're talking about the body and we're talking about the energy centers of the body, but then the crown is obviously outside of the body. Um, that was one of the ones that I wanted to mention that, um, was mentioned in the book before the the crown chakra, which is meant to be your kind of um, connection to the spiritual world and the super consciousness, and that's where you eventually want to get is to sort of transcend transcend consciousness. However, there's also the Earth Star. Um, the earth star chakra, which is be- uh, located below the, your root. So on your feet, basically. So it's as you walk the earth. So you have these two chakras, which are basically connecting you to the earth and also to heaven at the same time. And all the other chakras within your body, which are the energy centers um, that connect those two. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was a real spiel for me. <laughs> but that is it. That's I mean, I say yes jokingly, but that's essentially what I got from my book. And can't really say anything is wrong about that. That's what I got. Awesome. Apart from, they didn't really mention the one behind the, on the feet. You can have chakras which are too overactive. Open. That's it. Too open or too closed. So, and this is where you kind of have that blocked energy. Um, people believe that if a chakra is closed or blocked, then like you said, if your third chakra is closed, then you not might not want, you're not as confident as you would like to be. So you would work on opening that chakra in order to um, become more confident, which is interesting because it's like a sort of idea that the reason you are how you are is because of the energy is blocked around that particular part of you. In my book, it was like, if you're too confident, if you're too open, you become too confident and you kind of become a jerk, basically. Mm. It's like, I'm the best thing ever and all my desires, I'm going to fuck everyone else over to make happen because Mm. the chakra's too open to that energy. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's the same sort of thing that I I found from my research as well, is that, um, say if we... um, if you wanted to try balancing your chakras and, and, and balancing a chakras is something that I came up quite a, a lot against. Is There's how, so much stuff in the book about it. Here's how you do it. Yes. Um, a lot of yoga positions. Yeah. Yoga, massive part of chakras. I didn't find too much about yoga in my particular book. My book loves yoga. <laughs> what does it say about yoga? Just particular moves that you have to do to unblock certain yeah, chakras. Yeah, um, there's lots of exercises you have to do to unblock certain or small, smallen. No. That's not a bab. Uh, shrink <laughs> certain chakras. Um, and um, essentially, it was like, you can't do shit with chakras if you don't do yoga. So oh, right. get involved with yoga and jogging. Jogging um, is good. I well, like both of those things, actually. So maybe I'm maybe my chakras will balance me cool. I can't do any of those things. Stupid knees. <laughs> um, but it was also very much like a lot of people dismiss the physical aspect that... Um, has an influence on chakras, but the physical is basically what 
does it. And as much as we want it just to be mental, we can't make our chocolates good if we don't hone the physical body. Mm. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Because since it is talking about a sort of physical center within yourself, yeah. it makes sense to use the physical, physicalness to sort of make it bigger or stronger to work on that particular area. So I that makes sense. I bumped into a friend on this train, right, today, and they stood up straight, and they're usually happier than me. So maybe that's the chakra thing. They're maybe, the, yeah. Like, they're standing up straight, and I hunch. I have closed chakras because I'm You're hunching. It yeah. That's it. You need to unhunch and unblock your chakras. Um, so if you wanted to say balance a particular chakra, what I found is that there are two particular essential oils, crystals, colors, sounds, yoga poses, apparently. But you Mine do. Mine was more. Didn't mention any of that. It's just really? like hard exercise in different ways. <laughs> That's so which funny. Which I kind of like. It's not like shilling out different things. It's like you just have to do this and this and this and just really work hard on your body. That sounds like... I don't know. It seems It seems like that kind of energy, it, it more drives into the kind of like work hard and you will get this done type thing rather than... This is what I started wondering. Is like all of it was like exercise stuff. I was like, oh, people just release endorphins if they exercise. Like, are we really opening the chakras <laughs> or is exercising just making us feel a little bit better? I did think that actually. Um, but also it comes into that belief part and that kind of placebo-y leafy spicy psychology vibes you get and if you're working on something and visualizing it while you're doing the exercise maybe that does something maybe that does help i also want to say uh, i don't know how to put this chakras seem very ingrained in a lot of serious religions in a way that the stuff we've covered before isn't Mm. so if i start saying here's my doubts i'm not criticizing that religion and I'm not saying there's no merit to it. I'm just saying here's the things I picked up from the one book I read on it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have read a lot more books and are a lot more knowledgeable. And I'm probably talking out my ass. Um, I really want to make it clear that, like, this is the first time I was like, this isn't like a niche little strange thing. Mm. Like, chaos magic where, like, nobody knows what the fuck that is. <laughs> but, like, I'm just... If this, I had these thoughts from the one book I read not criticizing an entire religion like if this is a thing in buddhism mm. and not saying like buddhism's bad or if you're stupid if you're buddhism it is just the thoughts that the one book i read made me think i think that kind of um is going to be a theme throughout all of these episodes is that yeah. we don't ever want to make fun of people for what they believe or like Which i think we said in our first episode but yeah. i really want to make that clear yeah. in this one because this one i think we're touching on actual religions yeah and that's uh, it's interesting that it is in so many different religions and and it forms a basis for some of them as well and like you said we don't want to be like seen as bashing any of them because we're not it's just information that we have researched and here's how we interpret it yeah as opposed to like we're definitely not experts like i do not think i'm an expert on chocolate oh god no and also because we have a very you know sort of exclusive slice of this knowledge that we have gleaned from the particular books that we've read. We don't have the, you know, all the knowledge about these religions and about all the traditions that come around that, or even about that culture. You know, we, we are so far removed from that that and it's really hard to have a sort of solid opinion on any of this. But I feel like this is why we want to do this podcast, because I'd love to do an episode on like Buddhism and like mm. maybe even like four episodes and just like try and learn that and try and like, as we continue, we're not just looking in, to a window, we can start actually opening that window and like getting more and more depth and detail. Yes. But that's going to happen as we move forward through the podcast. So you can't expect us to like have this little glimpse into something and be like experts, which we can't. Yeah. And I just want to make that clear before we continue. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a good point well made because, yeah, we do just look through a tiny window and we see this last slice of the knowledge that we are looking at. And hopefully but, as we keep going, around yeah. like episode 200, we'll be like, oh, I've maybe managed to like have a little crack in that window and I can see through to the like... What it actually is. That's we're not it. There yet. We get more of a picture of the landscape as we grow knowledgeably. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited to start broadening my horizons about all of these subjects that we're doing. So um, chakras being one of them. Um, but actually, interestingly, I think you said about um, how this does touch on a lot of Eastern religions. Um, blocked energy is. Uh, from what I've read from my books is a blocked flow of energy is seen as a root cause for disease and pain. And in fact, Western medicine is only one of the few traditions that does not see energy blockages um, 
as a way of alleviating those pains. Well, I thought that, I thought that was really interesting. Actually, Western medicine, which is obviously the medicine that we were brought up with, is um, one of the only ones that doesn't acknowledge energy as a as an affliction or as a way of, that it can be blocked in order to and it can be cleared in order to help your body with pain. I mean, I'll tell you, I used to, when I was 12, 13, Mm -hmm. get the worst fucking headaches. And I had this um, Indian uh, chiropractor Mm -hmm. who mixed religion, her religion with her chiropracting. Mm -hmm. And she was very into chakras. Like, she talked to me about them while I was doing it. And, like, say what you will about whatever, but she did shit, and my headaches never came back. Well, I mean, I have terrible headaches now, but that's good. (laughs) A piece of shit and have to sleep apnea. But until that point, like, it cured my headaches. That's awesome. Do you think she was a Reiki practitioner, potentially? Reiki is, um, Reiki is, it's something I've sidelined into the subject, but it was mainly, um, from what I gleamed, Reiki is a way of, um, clearing your chakras, of rebalancing your energy, of, like, restoring the flow, um, throughout your body. Um, and Reiki practitioners will use hand movements, will use empathy, will use like relaxed settings in order to um, restore your body to like a, a post-pain version almost. Yeah, she definitely wasn't that. She's like, I'm going to crack your neck and it's going to be agony. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to make sure you're in agony this entire thing, but it will make you feel better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe she, her Reiki was super aggressive. <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Like, there was no calming music. She was like, crack the neck, crack the shoulder, and this is what Chuck wire opening by cracking that back. Like, okay, can't breathe, I'm in pain, but it's all good. That's interesting. Yeah, she was really hot. I kind of blame her for like me liking dominating women. Oh, really? Oh, you want someone to come and crack your neck? Well, not kill me. But... <laughs> I didn't say kill you, I said crack your neck. I would like, yeah. Let's move on. So going back to the original point I made about there being more than how many chakras you have. Some people might have less. Some people might have more. And um, the book that I read by Oshu, um, I think it's, I think, or Osho, I'm not sure how you pronounce the name. Um, Maybe Oshu is. Oshu. When you say Osho, I think of Osho Hara, who was like a cult leader and played Gas Japan. Oh, no, I don't think that was him. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's really um, but the um, the I his sort of understanding of it is what you shouldn't actually be learning about chakras. You shouldn't be trying to categorize your pain and categorize the energy in this way because it could be wrong, and you could be like imagining a chakra that doesn't actually exist for you. So uh, his whole thing was like, well, you should experience it, and if you feel it, then it's there. And you should work with that, but you shouldn't say, "Oh, I have seven. I definitely have seven type thing. That's not that's not something that um, he promoted. He said you got to experience it, and then you can start work working with it. Because you, if you learn about it, and then you believe that you have something, you might not actually have that chakra, and then you might be sort of imagining all these feelings and experiences that are not actually real. So yeah, it's I interesting. Think, I have anxiety, and I was convinced my hands were swelling up. <laughs> for like uh, the last week really and then I got drunk and like well this is about three weeks ago and then I got drunk like three weeks ago and I let my hands like dangle by my sides for ages because I was too drunk to move them mm-hmm. and I was like hey they haven't swollen up where before when I was sober I kept like being like oh my god they're swelling up I can't leave them down by my sides I have to move them that's interesting because I, I've also been reading another book on the side that isn't like podcast related, but it's called Why Woo Woo Works. Yeah, so it's Why Woo Woo Works. Oh, wait, actually, Woo Woo. Yeah, by David R. Hamilton, also PhD. And oh, um, I've, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it, actually. It's very scientific. It basically cites hundreds of studies that were done on particular woo woo things, such as crystals, Reiki, right. healing, all of these sort of things. Chakras are mentioned as well. Um, but uh, he also goes into the placebo effect, but also the nocebo effect. So when you you tell your brain something is happening, something awful is happening, then 
it will happen. It's like Absolutely. a self-fulfilled prophecy that it will happen. So if you're telling yourself, my hands are swelling up, they could actually be swelling up because yeah. your brain is telling them that they are. I mean, I can tell you for a fact, fucking anxiety is life ruining. Like, do you remember that time I thought I had motor neuron disease? Yes, that was um, awful. Yeah. You I, got into real estate over that. I w- I've never been more miserable. Like, I was convinced I was dying. You did. You were pretty much like saying your goodbyes to people. Yeah, and I couldn't get out of bed for days because I was just so like it was insane my heartbeat was actually out of order like it felt like it was going too fast for four months because i was just in flight off end because i was like i'm I'm dying i I need to stop dying and like all these like imagined syndromes i was like i can't lift this coke bottle and my arms feel so achy or like i can't walk because like like, every time i was walking i kept tripping over my feet which is like a thing and because like my feet just felt so weak and then like if they went down a thing i'd trip over and, like, every time I tried to speak, it felt like my voice was going. And, like, I literally was like, I am so ill. I feel so ill. And it turned out I had nothing wrong with me. But was that all? Because I know that you did some research beforehand. You thought you had this thing. Yeah. Did the symptoms match up with what you yeah, read about? Yeah, after I read about them. And then there we go. I never, never read that. Like, it literally started because I had, like, this little um, twitch in my feet. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's quite, like, addicting. I quite like watching my light toe move. <laughs> On its uh, own. <laughs> I was just like, have a little Google, see what it is. And I was like... You're dying. Oh, my God. See, three years left to live and then I'll be a vegetable. God, it shows how powerful the brain is. Because you can literally tell the brain, this is happening to you. And it's like, well, shit, I guess it and is. What's also amazing is there are so many forums of people who believe they have that. And they go, it's like an anxiety help forum. That's crazy. Where, and, like, there's thousands of members where people are like... And every single, like, it's almost like your brain goes insane. Because every single, like, line, like, I read this timeline of anxiety that you go through if you think you have motor neuron disease. Really? This is an actual, like, thing? Yeah. That loads of people, oh, wow, that's And, like, the timeline was, you start to think it's under physical, and then you realise it's not physical, but then you start to feel it in your throat, and you can start to feel your tongue popping, and then it becomes almost impossible for you to eat or drink without spluttering or, like... Oh choking God. because you become so convinced it's in the throat and that's the second stage and then the third stage is you start to really believe it's in your throat and arms and like body so you start to feel weak you start to like choke you start to do all of these things even though at the end of the day if someone was like put a gun to your head you could like lift weights and if someone put a gun to your head you could eat a burger like like that mm. because it's but you're in your mind it's so powerful like it's just like well I don't believe I can eat because I believe I have the things so that your mind makes sure you can't fucking eat that's crazy and like your mind thinks you can feel weak so it makes sure you feel weak the, the mind is incredibly and like I powerful. went through that and I was I was I had leg cramps every single day because I read that um, motor neuron disease people with motor neuron disease are the first signs of the leg cramps and like these leg cramps are fucking agony and I had them every single day until it got to the point where I believed I didn't have it and then it just stopped. How did you believe that you didn't have it? It was one of the weirdest experiences of my life. Um, so I remember it so clearly, like it's burnt into my mind. I, it was 4th of April and I was around Charlotte's house um, and we were watching WrestleMania mm-hmm. and I was chatting to a friend online and like my heart shifted a beat and then slowed down. Okay. And it's like all of reality shifted with my heart. Like when I felt that, it's like, it was like I almost stepped through this glass and I was back in sync with reality. I don't know how to explain it. It's like That's, everything kind of wow. like, oh, I think it'd be better. Like my life was this jigsaw puzzle and there was something missing from it. And then suddenly like the jigsaw puzzle fell in. And, like, everything shifted and it was all back in place. And, and you were like, like, I don't have it anymore. I don't have this affliction. Well, no, I mean, I still have the thing that made me think it. Like, I still have weird twitches in my skin. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, like, you don't, you didn't think you were dying Yeah, anymore. Yeah, the second that happened, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. What the fuck is going on? That's so weird. Like, and it's like, everything makes sense to me. Because when I was suffering for that, it was like, well, only 1% of people who have the thing you have actually end up with motor neuron disease. And there's a very common, like, benign facility facilitation I can't say the word facilitation uh, yeah uh, syndrome it, it like happens to everyone uh, not everyone it's like a fairly common thing though that's mad is it specifically motor neuron disease or is it like other diseases as well no it's a sign specifically of motor neuron disease but oh. it's never like how I would have it and like I kept reading all of these things and I was like 
None of them mattered, though. And, like, even though it was, like, well, if it's motion urine disease, it won't be, like, this generalised body thing. It'll start in one area and spread. And, like, mm-hmm. here's people who actually have motor neuron disease speaking about how different it is and how yours doesn't make any sense compared to that. Wow. But none of it was believable. And then, like, suddenly my, like, brain just seemed to, like, get back on board with reality. And I was like, oh, right, yeah. I don't know this. That's great. Well, and you were just watching like wrestling at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was a really boring WrestleMania. <laughs> Maybe it would have been interesting. I just like kept on having anxiety. But I was like, oh, I'm so bored. Oh, wait, I'm not insane now. That's really cool. That's so, the brain is so mad, isn't it? I mean, it would have been cooler if I'd never gone insane, but. Yes, but then also you've had this experience where you literally thought you were dying and you had all these things like literally you had physical symptoms from this thing that your brain was creating it did kind of ruin my life in the fact I now have tremendous anxiety every single day but then like that seems like it was going to happen to you regardless of whether this thing happened to you or not yes but it really it was it opened up a floodgate Mm. where it made me realise how terrible I terrified I am of dying but then by the same token you now you've you've overcome it once before so now if you, you kind of feel yourself going down the same path you'd be like I've been here before and I know yeah, that this help. is not yeah. real like last night I was lying in bed I was like I feel like I'm having chest pains I think I'm having a heart attack and then I was like well no you're just having chest pains because you have like too much fiber <laughs> that's mad I also wonder, like, you know, for the same token, I know we've gone a little bit off topic, topic but here. But this might help people. If anyone's listening yeah. with anxiety, believe me, I, I I, literally was catatonic. Like, I wouldn't get out of bed till 4pm because I'd be so scared of standing up because I thought I'd fall over because I thought that's how bad my muscle wastage was. Wow. I, I had lost my mind. Yeah. that's. I didn't realise, I never realised, I mean, I know it was bad, but I didn't realise, I never got the whole story of it that I didn't realise it was that bad. So that's very insane. But think about it. That's like, it's like, that's what the brain does when you believe something bad is happening to you. Like, what you could totally turn that around. Could you imagine what you could be like if you thought something amazing was happening to you and, like, every day you were getting stronger and fitter and That's healthier? <laughs> and you could just become a superhuman overnight. <laughs> I think the problem is the world's quite happy to be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nothing good is happening to any of us. That's why you got to ignore reality. <laughs> But I guess, no, you're right, because I ignored reality, even though, like, none of my symptoms added up to motor neuron disease. I was like, I definitely have it. And I made myself have it. So maybe if I ignored reality enough that I believed I could fly... Now, there's people on LSD, where you, like, ignore reality enough you believe you can fly and then die. Yeah, but just don't do LSD and you'll be fine. LSD's good. Okay. Probably. All the scales, Probably. I wouldn't know. (laughs) I tried so hard to know. (laughs) I guess one of the other things that I learned about chakras through the Osho book, which um, was a strange book, and I didn't get all the way through it. Because he was a paedophile. I don't... He wasn't a paedophile. He just had some, like, strange ideas on sex, and... Um, that you should have it with not, children. No, he didn't say that at all. They, they, you're, you're oversimplifying what he said. And it was a whole massive passage, and I'm not sure if I read it correctly anyway, so I don't know who this guy is anyway. I feel, I feel like he, he has a very large and colourful life that might be worth looking at at some point but I know very little about him all I did is read some of his book which seems to have some profound ideas in it not sure if many of them were were following through but indeed one of them was that um, the idea of chakras is because it's about this energy that passes through all of them and you will feel a chakra when it is blocked so if if one of your chakras isn't working correctly you will feel the chakras because it is basically unable to get through this energy is unable to pass through you correctly however he said buddha didn't have chakras because this energy was able to just freely travel through him he didn't feel these blocks so he didn't feel the chakras so he didn't need the chakras because the chakras will help when you have that block. However, if you don't feel that block, then you don't need the um you don't need the chakras because your energy is fine. And that's kind of what the whole idea of the chakras are, is is free flowing energy throughout your body. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought that one was cool. He he, he did have some strange idea because he's basically saying, don't learn about chakras in case you have a weird experience with them and you think one exists where it actually doesn't. And also you might not even feel chakras because if your energy's cool, then you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> she put this book down shouldn't have bought it fuck you then he went off into some weird tangent about like amoebas and the stages of life and consciousness between animals and humans and I, in a way I do want to kind of finish it but um, 
Uh, it started getting too far away from actual chakras. A lot more basic of it, as in. I didn't think it was just more basic. I think it was just more like normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it had a subject and it was talking about it rather than just going off into random tangents about particular stages so of life. <laughs> I wanted to ask, but if you didn't read my book, this probably might not be as easy a question to answer. Okay. But of of the seven chakras, what one do you think is healthy of yours, and what one do you think is blocked or too open? Oh, I don't know. I think potentially... Because uh, reading hmm. the book, my third chakra, where it's meant to be like ambition, confidence, self-love, mm. that's fucking close to the point where like, <laughs> if you were having anal sex, no one could get anything through that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, anal sex is hard. So like, yeah. It'd be like having anal sex. Like, no one can open that chakra enough to have sex. Oh, okay. It is just absolutely (laughs) fucking... It's closed off to the world. Yeah, clamped tight. (laughs) I understand that. Um, I'd say, like... I don't really have a particular one that, for me, resonates. um... Or, like, our friend... Well, my friend. Mm. Like, her fourth chakra is just buried where it's meant to be. I love the There's a black not, hole where the heart should be. <laughs> it's love, but like it's a general love for everyone and a general, ex- according to the book that I read, mm-hmm. it's a general love and a general acceptance for everyone and a general, like, I am in step with this world because I love every single person. Mm-hmm. Like, her, it's just... <laughs> Non-existent. <Yeah. laughs> maybe she doesn't have that chakra. <laughs> no, maybe it's... Can you be born without a chakra? Well, that's what the mix that I read. You can have one or less, and maybe right, yeah. she's uh, not, maybe not she's... that one. <laughs> I think the idea is that they're all meant to align in some way so that they all represent that heart, body, soul, yeah. spirit, mind together. But no, I think maybe her just heart chakra's closed potentially. Um, I don't know. Maybe my throat chakra. I feel like some, maybe it's overactive. I don't know. Maybe not like too much talking. I don't know. But. Um, um, potentially I'm not really sure actually third eye is interesting actually because it's more about um, being able to see the sort of spirit world I actually ended up on a TikTok the other day of someone saying your everyone's third eye chakras are closed because otherwise you'd be able to see spirits but the government are putting fluoride in the water which is <laughs> causing everyone's third eye chakras to remain closed but we're fish. we don't even have fluoride in we don't know <laughs> I mean, some people do in some parts of the world, but I don't think they put fluoride in the in UK It's actually water. been a big controversy in the fact that they're thinking about putting fluoride in our water. Because mm. too much can be a bad thing. People are losing their minds about the idea of it. So if that is true, I should be seeing spirits all the fucking <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, this, is, this is actually off the topic, but I actually think it works for our podcast. Mm-hmm. I had the weirdest experience last night. Oh, by last night, night, I mean a night about a week ago. Do you want to do a mini-sode on it? No, it's not right. long enough to do a mini-sode <laughs> Okay, on it. tell me your experience. Um, but I I fell asleep about 11 and I woke up and I don't know what time it is, but I was freezing, like oh. absolutely just um, ice cold. And it's quite mild at the moment, so... And then like I opened my eyes and I know I was awake for this and I've been doing like, I've been doing all this chaos magic, like being like trying to summon things and whatever mm-hmm. in my free time and trying to like get into a Gnostic state, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and I opened my eyes and my room felt so much bigger than it usually does. Weird. And then like I became convinced, absolutely convinced there was something in there with me. And it was like, there was this voice in my head being, and I was, st- I was absolutely awake. It wasn't like um, the sleep. No. Um, like I knew sleep I was awake. demon. Like I, <laughs> I pinched myself because like oh, well. I'm awake and my but there's this voice this like instinct in my head like that was like close your eyes something's in here with you you can't see it <gasps> that's like, so creepy I was so cold like I've never and I've been having a problem with my thyroid where I'm overheating at the moment mm-hmm. so to be that cold and like my room I could I was looking around and it felt so much bigger and I could almost feel this thing so I closed my eyes and then I just lay there and I felt like this thing this insubstantial thing settle on my body, like just kind of lie on my body. Yeah. And like I was, and when that happened, like I went from cold to literally like, I'm going to die. I'm so cold. Oh God. And like, I was like, open your eyes, go get a shower, like warm yourself up. But I was so scared. And again, I know this sounds insane, Mm. 
that I was awake. I swear to God, I this wasn't a dream. And then like I felt this thing pass through my room because, and then it went, and then like the room shrunk back down, and I was like one hundred percent awake, and I opened my eyes, and it was like a normal room, and I went up and like I got a tea so to warm myself up. Oh, weird. Um, but it was one of the weirdest experiences of my entire life. Wow. And I don't think I was losing my mind because I wasn't drunk and I wasn't high. <laughs> and like maybe I should. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it meant or whatever it was, but. You're becoming a warlock. It was a thing that happened to me. That's really cool. It's interesting. It was terrifying. I'd like it to not happen again, please. (laughs) My logical mind always goes to the fact of like, oh, but you're like, maybe you were having a fever dream. And maybe I was like, and maybe I'm just, you know, I like horror shit and I've been reading a lot of Stephen King. (laughs) Like we were talking about like your mind can convince you of symptoms. Like I've been watching, I've been like reading a ton of Stephen King that asked, four weeks so mm. maybe it's just like spooky shit I'm gonna convince you there's something in the room but it was it was something it was all I the thing I remember the most though is looking around and my room looking like this isn't something you your mind can create mm. my room looked like it had been stretched in every corner mm. like I like it looked like it would take me about 50 steps instead of 25 to walk across and that was really clear to me wow that has nothing to do with chakras, but <laughs> but it was a good, a good little escapade into it. Um, I have another little factoid on chakras. So, if you in the book that I read, it said that you can actually have inherited energy imbalances so if you are a child who has had a really nice life and you know there's nothing terrible has happened to you you can still (laughs) you can uh, you can still have like a um uh, a fear and you can still feel um say unsafe if your family your your ancestors had come from war. So if your ancestors have experienced war and the idea of not being safe and not being in a safe surrounding, that could mean that you have an, an, a feeling of being unsafe, which is associated with your root chakra. So you can have root chakra that is then passed down your generations, so energy imbalances that are passed through inheritance, which I thought was interesting. This is where it starts to sound like Scientology. To me. <laughs> yes, it does. Actually, you're right. That like, does sound like Scientology. Lives, you got to get them clear that's and you it. Go and, like, do your root causes and then you'll be free and it's like well say you're paying money to clear all your chakras then some guy could be like well but you still feel upset and I've cleared all your chakras I'm amazing and you pay me with some money yeah. but you've still got like all those chakras from your, your past life and I, <laughs> I need to clear those so maybe there'd be like uh, 210 of those and that would be a lifetime thing yeah but then you could clear them yourself if yeah, you were doing your own stuff. That's the reason I guess I liked my book is like, you don't have to pay someone to clear shit. Do it yourself. yoga. <laughs> do, do hardcore yoga for yeah. years. You'll be fine. And then, you know, do that. It was like, here's some like quite simple things that you can do, like jogging for mm. one or like weightlifting for another. So I don't, I don't feel like chakras are a cult, but I feel like chakras could be adopted by a cult right. quite easily. I wonder if they have. I mean, I'm sure that they I'm have. Sure they, they must have been. Yeah. I would like to do some additional research into that side of things and to see like, actually where chakras stand within some of Because I actually quite like the book. I don't know if I agree with the science because they were like, here's some science that backs up where the chakras are. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, it's open-minded enough and easygoing enough and free in the fact that it's like, here's things that work for me. And I'm not trying to, like, gouge money or make you pay to certain things. I was like, well, I can kind of see that. And there's a lot of information, a lot of sources that I checked out, quite a few of them. I think these are real books that this person's read. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I feel like, yeah, there's there's definitely merit. I mean, to all these things, there's definitely merit in if you believe them. And if, they believe, if you believe that they can help, then 100%, I'm sure that they will help. Because if you believe in something, like we've had, you know, we've gone over on this podcast so many times, if you believe something is helping you, then it probably will. I guess to me, this all felt like it. I don't, I can't say I believe that there's spirals inside of me 
that correspond to these certain things and if I open but it all made a little bit more sense to me than astrology did yeah like I was like wow yeah there are nerve clusters in your body and yeah there are exercises you can do to help them um, uh, yeah, I quite, I like the idea of it focusing around exercise because I yeah, think that, that the actual exercise is probably very helpful when it comes to like strengthening your body and your mind at the same time. And maybe there's a crossover between like, I don't know, maybe like really people who do these like yoga things in an amazing shape, bendy wise or whatever, <laughs> are maybe closer to God than I am because I'm, you know, overweight and dying because <laughs> of the high blood pressure. Everyone's um, dying. Yeah. Mm. And I, that makes sense to me. Yeah, definitely. I believe that. I, I, I think, yeah. But there is this whole thing of, I think you mentioned right at the very top of this episode of, of trying to sort of transcend consciousness as well and trying to sort of become enlightened. Yeah, a lot of this reminded me of the very brief research I did into the Kabbalah where you meant to move through certain stages of things mm. to become reach the godhead and then like if you like open your chakra to the mind where you become one with the universe you become like enlightened like Buddha yes yeah that was it yeah that's kind of all I managed to get on it as well that you have to pass through these stages and you have to have all your energies yeah that's it and you have to clear each one you have to make sure that everything is in alignment and balanced and um yeah that kind of to me seems like um that kind of goes into the more like deep deeper knowledge and deeper understanding of it whereas for most modern books on chakras i've basically found it's just like if you feel like this try this it might work type thing whereas the deeper knowledge that i found is the deeper thing yeah less fake no i i like the idea that yeah if you work on this four years then you will an entire lifetime you might yeah you might sort of get to this point where you're super con you know you you transcribe no transcend consciousness into the super consciousness it's not like just (laughs) i would like to do more research into that and how to become you know enlightened as it were and what that means to people so we always end each episode being like do we believe in it i think that's where i am at this episode i don't feel like i've done enough research to say for or against yes oh i do really want to say before we end have you ever seen guan lagan no right it's an anime um and it's really silly and over the top Mm -hmm. and but the entire time there's like the human i'm gonna i can't Ah, fuck it. I can't say things. Spirals are like the main point of it. And (laughs) I was like, this is so silly. The fact that every single like person has a spiral and that's like the base of your power and whatever. This is all bullshit. But having done all the research on choppers, I was like, oh my God, this is actually like really philosophical and like interesting. And I didn't realize how much like Buddhist, uh, like um, Hinduism was in this show and now I've got gained such a greater respect for it so to sum up I like going again and we should all watch it (laughs) and I would like to do more research I can't say oh this is all like to me like I really didn't like astrology yeah I mean but I can't sit here and be like this is what I like what I believe or what I don't I just mm. don't feel like I've done enough research and I feel like it's a really interesting topic same I feel like every single one every single one of these that we do we end up it's one of, it's that thing it's like the more you know the less you know isn't it like the more yeah. we know about chakras that we now know that this you know that's just a drop in the ocean of all the other information that's out there and all the different cultures and religions and things that it touches upon and things we literally know nothing about at this stage so it's really yeah. hard to get any kind of grasp of but anything I feel like <laughs> no, no episode we do is one and done no. like, I feel like we'll come back to them like I don't know, we want this podcast to be a success, so like maybe in like 10, 25, 40, even 50 episodes, we'll be like, okay, like, and it all seems to me to kind of tie into each other. Mm. Like a lot of the spiritual stuff kind of all like, is like, well, this is over here and this is over here, but then it all kind of like has influence in each other. So maybe in like another 50 episodes, we'll have like a completely different take on this. I would love to go back and do some of the, well, all of these episodes actually, I, you know, like you said, they do merge and cross over quite a lot. So I'd actually like to, as we expand our pool of knowledge, I'd love to be able to come back to some of these and go is right. Disregard that first episode. This is what we know now. It's and like then... science where they make <laughs> everything you learn as an undergraduate is 
basically worthless <laughs> when you hit like the PhD level. The only what we're doing now, we're trying to self-teach ourselves. So it's even worse somehow. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, we're just doing this off our own backs. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's not exactly the most full research we could be doing. I'd love to do a course on every single one of these things that we cover. I kept seeing this chakra course and I was like, oh, but I don't, I, I, you know, I can't pay that money to do yeah, it. It's just that we have a budget and like a life we have to do when yeah. we work and, I even saw on a course on astrology and you could get like a, an actual certificate saying you were an astrologer. And I was like, man, that sounds cool. I want to do it. And then, and then, yeah, uh, obviously if I had all the time and money in the world, then I would probably do that for every episode well, we do. Hopefully but... we'll like, get this podcast successful so we get more and more money so we can do more and more shit like that. That would be amazing. It's all, yeah, that's, that would be the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so what have we learned about short Chris today? I have a greater respect for the anime, go and look at it. <laughs> and that's it. I'm joking. Um, yeah, I feel like I've, yeah, learned a lot. There's still a lot we don't know, but I guess that's just, that's just a theme. Yeah. We're going to have to deal with. And so are our listeners. So have fun with that one. Has this been a good episode? I think it has. It's been whatever it's been. <laughs> it's been a thing. Yeah. It's been an episode. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching Journey into the Straight. Watching? No, I'm going to have to say that again. We are an audio we medium. <laughs> need to decide what episode we're going to do last, and you pick last time, so it's my turn. Shit, yes. And we need to do this. It, even with Chakras, it's going around it. We need to research the Kabbalah. Okay. I, I literally know nothing about it other than what you've told me in episodes. And so. I don't know anything about it. So next episode, I reckon we'll do an episode on the Kabbalah. Yes. And we'll get everything wrong. And it'll be terrible, so enjoy that. Yay! But I do, I do, like, if that's okay with you. Yeah. I think we need to maybe read a book or two. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I want to get, like, back to magic. Cause I would like to dive back into the occult. Yeah, we haven't done that since, like, episode two, where, the, like, Tower, and then from three onwards, we haven't, so. Yeah. Wait, is, um, is, do you think Kabbalah is more occult, or is it more on the sort of energy? No, I think it's. Chakra it's side of things because they're like the Jewish Kabbalah, which is a K, which is that old Jewish oh. spiritualism, and then there's a Kabbalah with a Q, which is very much leading into magic. So I'm hoping we can focus on the one with a Q. Well, we'll cover both of them and see where we end up. If we, yeah, if we can, maybe we'll cover the Q one and then do another episode <laughs> on the K one. Okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so this has been Journey into the Strange. I've been Ralph. I've been Kaz, and we will see you next time. Let me journey into the Strange. Goodbye.